turn around the ship. Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Passing you into FM. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up, an eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward. With arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The Hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The Hideout starts now. Be somebody! What's new? What are you doing? Uh, What's new? Welcome into the Hideout. Free FM 106.7 WJFK. Day three. Mm -hmm. Hour one. Uh, your safe place is back. Your hideout is back. A little, I don't know, 16-month hiatus, but back on the mighty WJFK. I am El Jefe. J-Dubs is me. My name is Shafee. And we're going to be here with you for the next two hours, uh, giving you whatever you need, taking your phone calls. Open are these uh, lines for you. Mm -hmm. I know, uh... We've been uh, kind of hanging out, just listening since the junkies this morning. But feel free to hop in, get in where you can fit in. 800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. And also check it out. If you maybe prefer to type it up, uh, very interactive. The show is hideoutradio.com is the website. Go to the Heretic Crawl Space. There is a link to the chat room. Uh, you can learn about the show there. It's a blueprint for the show. There's actually a blueprint on the front page. Gives you the hideout history, all that kind of fun stuff. And we'll go over that in a second. Uh, but the Instant Messenger, Free FM Hideout. So if you want to shoot that over, that go- comes directly to me, Hefe. And we'll uh, we'll share that. And we'll go over that with each other. Maybe. Uh, yeah, if it's good. Definitely if it's good, we'll, uh, we'll slip it through. All right, boys. Very, very busy day today. Mm-hmm. Personally and as far as news goes as well. We're basically rushing all day. We got a chance to take a nap and everything, but uh being in a new uh well, a new old city mm-hmm. and uh going around seeing people, it gets kinda hectic. Yeah, uh, heading down to Florida Avenue and mm-hmm. seeing some friends there. And Is that it, where we were? Yeah, uh, the he, uh, Dub's got a shot to take a shower as well. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah, exactly. Uh right, here's some of the stuff that got lined up for you. Why men cheat, uh the five worst Christmas stories. Oh, one of the celebrity skanks. And I, I think when you say the term celebrity skank... It's not a bad thing. There are about four or five that come off come to mind right off of the, uh, the top of the head. One of them now insists, ready for a baby. <laughs> and you're going to hear who it is, and you shall chuckle. And uh, we'll share that with you. There's a, uh, there's a lot more going on. There's pregnancies going on around here in uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, also some good audio for you. As well, and we'll get to what we didn't get to last night in the um, Neil Patrick Harris gay suicide hotline. So mm-hmm. that's just a little bit of the stuff. Only going until two o'clock, uh, ten o'clock. I can't believe you'd called Cheney's daughter a skank. <laughs> no, that's not actually who I was referring to. This oh. one isn't pregnant yet. Oh, okay, no, not yet, but certainly wants to be. Uh, all right, 
if you know, just really quickly, give you a quick backstory. Um, we encourage you to go to hideoutradio.com and learn a little bit. But for those of you that don't know, the hideout, this show was on 106.7 WJFK between 2003 and 2005. Mm. And what ended up happening is we started late night Saturday nights while we were doing other jobs around here at JFK, helping out behind the scenes on the Ron and Fez show, behind the scenes occasionally on the Don and Mike show, and uh, going from Saturday nights, worked our way up to late nights, 11 to 1 o'clock, following Ron and Fez while Dubs helped produce uh, the Ron and Fez show, and I continued to help out. And I use that term lightly. I was the worst producer ever. Well, there's also me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know necessarily that you would have been the worst because I had no idea what I was doing. And I really feel bad and uh, <laughs> kind of indebted. Guilty. Yeah, <laughs> guilty uh, for the just nothingness that I brought to the Ron and Fez show at that time. Maybe, too, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, myself, Hefe, hosted, sat in this very chair, with one Mr. Charles Mann during the football Ooh, season, what, man. two years ago, I guess? I thought you were say Manson. I was going to be envious. <laughs> uh, hosting the post game of the Washington Redskins when the Redskins were still here at WJFK. Our buddy Shafee <clears throat> uh, is a guy we worked with in Michigan. And um, the best way to describe Shafee... Chuck uh, Jock. What? Yeah. Yeah, he. I drive the bus. You know what I mean. Dubs is a shock job. I'm. He, I can be, but I, I'm funny more often than shocking. Yeah, I'm just unlike honest. You. Dubs, I would say intelligent. Mm-hmm. What? Listen, like a like a John Stewart, but with a better radio voice. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then we got our buddy Shafee. Shock jock. All right. Who uh who does his thing, but also brings it to the mic. So we're very excited to have him here in the hideout on Free FM 106.7 WJFK. I don't know why the truth is so shocking. No, well, that is the thing, though. You look around, and people never want to hear the truth. The truth isn't something that you would want to tell your girlfriend. You look at Terrell Owens when he tried to speak the truth whenever he was asked a question about Donovan McNabb. Everybody was shocked by it. The truth gets you in trouble. There's no reason that people want to hear the truth. I don't know why it has to be shock jock. Because so Why can't it be honest American? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, see, that's not catchy. It happens to be on the radio. Shock jock. That is catchy. I tell you one thing we did do, uh, do though today. What's that? Eat. A lot. And that's that's actually something I'm very good at. I'll drive a bus and I can kill a burrito. And I don't know if it's a heritage thing, but I <laughs> definitely like we were uh, we were at Union Station this uh, this afternoon after our little trip uh, downtown, and I'm eating a burrito. And then I'm big thinking, surprise. I know, right? And then I'm thinking, wait a second, um, am I okay? Because I know. You know, there's this whole thing with Mexican food going on. I realize right, I'm not eating Taco Bell. It's cool. Do you realize that we're under attack? How so? Humanity. Mother Earth is coming back to get us. Oh. With the uh, spinach and now the... Uh, the, S- the greens. greens. The greens. There was spinach, then lettuce, and now green onions. I guess they say the green onions are what's to... The, be the cause of the uh, the, the Taco Bell E. coli break. I would have been screwed if I went to a Taco Bell and uh, ordered anything from there, well, any of these with the E. coli, because I always get extra green onions. See, it's yeah. one, here's the thing. I avoid greens. I don't know about you guys. I didn't even know there was even cards. green onions. Uh, that was unnecessary. What? I, there. Chuck <coughs> Jock. Mm, yeah. That was unnecessary. Uh, but whenever I don't like anything that uh, interferes 
with cholesterol. And a lot of times... <laughs> Those things are cholesterol barriers to you? A lot of times when you have greens, uh, that's less room for the beans and the meat and the cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you're getting a burrito or anything. But you see now that uh, Taco Bell has removed the green onions... And I guess the the breakdown, they got some 11-year-old kid is in stable condition with kidney damage. Oof. What is it that happens with E. coli? Do you know, Shaking? Nah, I don't it's know. bacteria, isn't it? And it kind of just uh, spreads. Yeah, and How? festers in your stomach. I thought E. coli uh, came from poop. No, not, no, 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 no. Not to be, you know, graphic or anything, but I thought that's what ended up happening. So how is it getting in all the the greens? Well, I, actually, I think it is out of fertilizer that it gets on the, uh, or in the food, and then, you know, you eat it, and then you're screwed. That is poop, then, isn't it? Yeah. Have I ever, guess, uh, technically. Have you ever thought, and I've always thought about this a couple <laughs> That's of been green, too, by the way. <laughs> I've always thought... Lately. Um, do you think at some point Mother Earth is turning on us? Absolutely. Any living organism, anything that's living, anytime its life is threatened... It uh, defends itself. Well, ba- we and, are we are parasites, basically. Well, exactly. Earth. The biggest and most important living thing of all is the planet. Mm. Like he said, we're parasites. Right. So, like, I started thinking about this looking back because I'm a big fan of the uh, of Tool and one of their songs, uh, Anima. And at some point, the song talks about how Mother Earth is going to take control and wipe us away. I'm looking at tsunamis. I'm looking at hurricanes. I'm looking at greens. Well, that. That's why NASA's up now uh, trying to build a base at, in the moon. Because sooner or later, it's going to flip on us. But I don't think that we deserve to go beyond. Even though I think, hey, it's a good idea. We need to get out there. Space advantage, uh, advances uh, technology and stuff like that. I don't understand why we haven't explored the seas first. They found water on Mars. What do you think that means? Life. That doesn't necessarily mean life. Yeah. Yeah, you need a water for life, but water doesn't necessarily mean life. Well, then how did it get there? I, that I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'll be perfectly honest with you. 800-636-1067. It has yep. something to do with the atmosphere. I don't know. But I can't worry about Mars when I'm worried about my uh, Taco Supreme. These are the things that are on my, uh, on my plate right now, almost literally. Mm-hmm. Here's what I need. I need someone to tell me what to do. I'm not lying. I need like a nice Michael Bloomberg to step in. He's the uh, mayor of uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. I needed him to step in and say, "Here's what you need to do: stay away from fatty foods." Oh, he tells you not to smoke. Why, what do you need him to do it for? Because, oh, he, he tends to do that. Why can't your scale do it for you? <laughs> I, well, the problem is I can't do it for myself. I I I like to think, hey, I have a little willpower, but I don't. I'm like the majority of America. I need someone to tell me what to do. This is why I like this Bloomberg guy. First, he says, hey, no smoking indoors. Mm-mm. Now, I'm not a smoker. I'm against that. They should be smoking indoors and not outdoors. Outdoors has somewhere to go. Indoors is just going into our lawn. Where's it going? Up into the clouds? I mean, it's- then it comes back down onto the earth? Um, that just it, it dissipates. Yeah, into the yeah exactly. With everything else, just let it go up into space. New York City is the first city in the nation to ban artery-clogging artificial trans fats at restaurants. As long as they keep the transgenders, I'm still cool. <laughs> Get rid of the trans fats. Keep the transgens. Leading the charge to limit consumption of an ingredient linked to heart disease, using everything from French fries to pizza dough to pancake mix. Oh, they're gonna mess with the pizza? Yeah. Oof. I'm not a doctor, but I can play one on the radio. I'd be pissed about that. Why not? 
You're losing business. Everybody get healthy. Well, you don't necessarily lose business because if everybody in the city has the change, people aren't going to go outside the city to get food. They're still going to have it in the city. And again, I honestly believe as human beings, we're not so good at making decisions on our own. We need people to tell us what to do. Let's go to Bill. Bill, you're in the hideout. Hey, how you all doing? Welcome awesome. back to D.C. Thank you, buddy. Hey, I just noticed, uh, El Jefe, that uh, your voice seems to have changed a little. Back in the day, uh, you're, it was different. Right now, you're sort of talking with a locked jaw, a little bit like this. <laughs> that's Shafee. That's not no, me. Nah, that's Hefe. Heifer. Uh, all right, well, I'll work on that. I have a locked jaw. No, you you kind of draw out your words more than you used to. Like Ross from Friends. Mm -hmm. You think it's a southern twang from being down in uh, central Florida for so long? Maybe. I mean, whenever you go somewhere and uh, you start talking to the people of that area, you kind of pick up their twang. Not completely, but you pick it up a little. Madonna. I've always been that way. That that bitch is completely fake. Why? She moved to uh, England for two weeks, and she's already got the uh, the accent. She's been there for a lot longer than two weeks. No, she had two weeks in, though. I've been that way, though. Starting out of Texas, I was like, all right, I don't want a Texas or a Mexican accent. And then when I moved to Michigan, I picked up a couple of things like album and A. What do you mean, album? Like a record? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a certain way that Michiganders speak. How would you say it? Album. Album. And then you move out. I came out here to the Northeast. I picked up some of that. Then I go down to Central Florida, and now it's a little bit more of a draw or a twang. Yeah, it's, it's crazy with that little boot. Uh, when I first met you, everything was y'all. Warren, Warren, you're in the hideout. Y'all's nationwide now. Yo, what's up? This is a Red Sox fan that uh, came up and hassled uh, Corolla. Oh, very nice. During the World Series. It's great to have you guys back. Uh, thank you very much. That's our ex-intern, our uh, current producer that isn't here this uh, this week, but we absolutely would love to see him uh, at some point. Let me ask this loser a question quick. No, he's already off. Oh. Well, I want to know if one World Series championship made up for all those years of misery. I'd trade for it right now. Mm-hmm. One championship? As a Look at me as a Lions fan. Yeah. I haven't got one yet. I would I would trade a bunch of uh, you know, bad years in the future for one right now. Not in your lifetime you haven't had one, but they've won one. And as a fan of the Dallas Mavericks, uh lifelong and to go through what I went through in the NBA finals last year. <laughs> Heartbreaking. It, it, it broke my heart, and I would trade. I trade relationships. I trade little brothers. Uh, I trade anything uh, that I could to try to get that championship. Thanks. I mean, literally heartbroken uh, in June. Would you take on an STD? Yes. You're out of your mind. Thanks for Mark Aguirre, by the way. What? Uh, yeah, I know, right? What? Uh, as a Pistons fan, what uh, STD though? You gotta think about it. AIDS. Livable Hell age. No. Livable age. You'll get uh you'll get twenty five good years out of it. Hold on. Livable age. Uh, what kind of age? Are we talking That's a band name right there. Livable it is. age. That's sweet. Are we talking Ryan White AIDS or are we talking Magic Johnson HIV? Pedro Zamora, you're Mexican. Wasn't he? No. Cuban? I would go Oh was he? I'd do it. You're, you would take AIDS? You're out of your mind. I'd take my uh You'd get thin. Magic Johnson. You know, you, Magic's still fat, though. You're selling. He's still chunky. He doesn't have AIDS. You're selling it to me, though. There's a difference. There's HIV and there's AIDS. We're talking full-blown AIDS you'd think, right now. You'd, th- com. you'd think you'd look like a Somalian by now, but he, he's chunky. I'm telling you, there's something about guys, and there's something about what you'd be willing to sacrifice to see your team and you know, championship. You know, none of those players on the team would do the same thing. <laughs> no That's way. the ridiculous part about it. We care so much more than those players on the field. 
Uh, they would not boy. play one game for free. That's not true. Dirk Nowitzki was heartbroken over that. And I'm sure. And then he partied yeah. afterwards. I think he partied. By the way, much. have you seen that uh, commercial on TV about the NBA players uh, saying you got to know about HIV, get tested, and all that? Mm-mm. You ever seen a bigger gang of freaks in your life? Why? Nash, Nowitzki, uh, who are some of the other guys? Dikembe Matumbo, I think. <laughs> it's like a freak show. If you think about it. They're it, all skinny, too. It is kind of like a circus freak show because they're all seven feet. They're mm-hmm. giants. They're literally the giants that walk among the earth playing this game, throwing a ball through a hoop. And that's why the damn uh, court looks so small anymore. That's why basketball sucks. I tell you what, man, I gladly do it. I gladly trade for the ability to have a championship. Hit the shock jock button right now, please. Shock jock. Thank you. That's for you. That's for you. You're saying you'd take AIDS right now for <laughs> Dallas to win the NBA title. If you're, if you're really serious, will we have, uh, can you give us a few minutes alone in the hotel room tonight? I can make all this happen <laughs> real right. quick. Chuck job. There. I deserve it. It's a hideout. Free FM 106.7 WJFK. I am Hefe. That is uh, J-Dubs. We uh, used to be here. We're back. Hideoutradio.com. Also here with us, our buddy Shafee. I'm He's... thinking you're the shock jock. You accuse me of that. You're blatantly lying right here. We I could don't think he is. Some, we could get some... Uh, the only thing is we can't guarantee Dallas will ever win it. See, that's the problem. We can get some AIDS blood right now if we really needed it. I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. And let's get a tattoo of the team. Yeah. <laughs> and that's crazy. You'll take AIDS, but not a tattoo. I, uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, tattoo permanent. And I don't know if I want to be able to handle that. I like to think that I'm part of that 5% that's immune to HIV. A few permanent things you can have by spit in your eye. Is AIDS like a, a cold or something? <laughs> not permanent? I'll tell you what I'm not immune to. Hmm. Putting on weight. That's true. And I've seen you go up and down so many times. And I'm back on the upswing right mm-hmm. now. You need somebody to tell you to lose weight? Yeah. Drop a few pounds, you fat bastard. Jesus, that, look at you. Doesn't mean anything coming from you. I need Bloomberg to do oh. it. Uh, Dubs, we have the latest war, uh, or the latest casualty of the war on terror. What's that? This is a sad one for me. Um, donuts. Is that James Blunt? <laughs> Uh, Saturday, a man was dropping some friends off at uh, Heathrow Airport, stopped by Krispy Kreme to get uh, some donuts. They wouldn't give it to him because the special feelings are a violation of security restrictions. Now, what are you putting into your body that they won't allow on an airplane because it could blow up? First and foremost. There's no way you could blow up a a plane with a donut. It's ridiculous. You can blow up your gut. Yeah. Uh, you can go do a jihad on your heart if you want to, but other than that, <laughs> the uh, the man was finally allowed to buy his Krispy Kreme. They wouldn't give it to him because they thought that he was going. He was on, departing. Yeah, that he was departing, and he was saying, "Hey, I'm just dropping off my friends. I'm here. I just want a donut. Like it's whenever I go and drop somebody off at the airport, I always got to get a Cinnabon." <laughs> Uh, t- in fact, uh, I'm kind of mad we didn't go inside and we picked you up, Shafe. I know definitely Saturday before we head back. Why did they even sell him there then? Uh, Got to get the Cinnabon, but they finally gave it to him. I guess it's people for arriving. They'll, that's all they'll sell it to now. Because they've been changing it, uh, it up since, uh, you know, what, two months ago when they didn't, didn't let the liquids on the plane. Heathrow is exactly where that took place so, so i'm sure they're even tighter there cream filling is a liquid yeah i guess and it's uh supposedly one of these that can destroy a plane in midair <laughs> no it can't well it's here's ridiculous what, here's what's so funny whenever they came out and they talked about you know you can't take hair gels toothpaste stuff they even confiscated from you shafi when you flew from detroit 
here to Washington, D.C. to do this week of shows at w, uh, WJFK for FM. Um, we immediately went on the air and we're like, wait a sec, this doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like you could blow a plane out of the air. Even solid uh, uh, deodorant. What Are you going to be on that plane melting it down to do whatever you need to do? No, it's it's impossible. So we talked to a Don't guy. Don't say it's impossible. No, it is because we talked to a guy, a scientist that writes for the Register, and he came on and he wrote this long article about there's no way the chemistry, the the balance of things that you would have to put together, the literal whole science fair project that you would have to take on board to make this happen. It's it, it's not feasible. It's not possible. But you had the media hopping all over the story. And I, I don't disagree with right away when they when they saw these people trying to do this. All right. Cut the liquids. Right away, you know, for like 24, 48 hours, let us figure out what's going on. But once you figure out it's uh, it's impossible to do, you know, you uh, roll back the rules. Not talking about blowing up a plane, though. You could have some other liquids, something that you could use. Oh, I'm sure there's something. You don't but, need a science project. But I don't think a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, you're going to hide it in a donut. You inject it. You you could hide it. A lot of people hide things everywhere. It's creating fat back bombs, but it's yeah. not going to create any sort of a bomb on an airplane. I don't have a problem with not allowing that fat ass to get through with the donut. He wasn't even getting on the plane. That's the odd part about it. He, he wanted a, uh, a diabetes dirty bomb. That's all he wanted. Uh, Dubs, you said that you had a terrorist game. Not based on donuts, but just like kind of a question, like scenario game? Yeah, it's a scenario game. You know, one of those, you know, you pick the this or the other, kind of a Sophie's Choice type thing, kind of. It's terrorists have your parents. All right, this is upbeat. And you have to choose one or the other to get your parents back, and there is a correct answer. All right. Uh, all right, it is the Hideout Free FM. 106.7 WJFK. Hop in if you want to play. Uh, 800-636-1067-2024-321067. Hideoutradio.com. Hefe, Dubs, and Shafee with you. What's this game called? Terrorists have your parents. You have to pick one or the other thing to do to save your parents. You got to do game show voice. Is it my parents? It's your parents. I'm not interested in playing. They Act like you like them. All right. Have you heard? Run with the bit. Have you heard? Have you heard the stories of my childhood? And my mom said I should have had the abortion. Nice Batman shirt, fat ass. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Toothless Doug from story from last night. All right, Toothless Dad or Doug? Oh please! Every time my dad, you talk about me being fat right now. Every time I go home, it's like wow. You haven't lost it yet, huh? <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, I'm trying to figure out a way that I can lose 60 pounds before I go back to Texas next week for uh, Christmas. Do you fear that your uh, old man's going to die before you ever please him? Uh, it's too late. I know that I haven't. I can't. Just yeah. because, plain and simple fact of being on the radio. Nothing's ever good enough? Mm-mm. No, not at all. All right. See, I haven't done anything, and my dad loves it. Shafee, I'm going to give you this question first. Uh, is there a right or a wrong answer? There is. There will According be. According a- to who? Dubs? Yes. All right. Terrorists have your parents. Mm-hmm. You have to do one or the other. Kill a puppy or a baby. Kill a puppy or a baby? Whose baby? Random. They just grab a baby out, uh, right from out there. And there's a random, and then there's actually an answer. Yes. There's a correct answer in this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd kill the baby. Correct. Why am I correct, though? Because the baby has the chance of growing up and being a terrorist and taking someone else's uh, <laughs> parents. That's a great answer. You got to think outside the box. Yes, this isn't a, you know, a black and white type game. There's a gray area here. 
Okay, so killing the puppy's no good, but no. killing the baby... because The puppy did nothing wrong. The puppy can't even think. It might bite someone one day, but it's not going to uh, abduct parents and make you do something stupid to get them back. All right, do I get this next question? You want the next question? All right, do we want to give it to someone on the... Uh, if somebody wants to hop in and play? Sure, let's go to Sean. All right, Sean, you're in the hideout. Free FM 106.7 WJFK. Sean, are you ready for this one? Oh, yeah, bring it on, guys. All right, would you rather fight a clawless bear or a retard with a knife? Uh, if terrorists had your parents. You have to do one or the other. You get them back either way. You just have to pick the best option. Gotta do the bear. Ooh. I'm sorry. The retard with the knife. Uh, why, though? Yeah, I don't get because it. Why? You, because the retard with the knife would be the easier easier fight. Explain you, yourself. You just have to tell him he has caramel in his stomach. He cuts it open. <laughs> what, what Game you, over. What are you talking about? Oh, I get it, because retards love caramel. They do. Or soft serve ice cream, whatever you want to tell them. You choose it. I'm not going to restrict you like that. You choose a sweet treat. What does that have to do with saving my parents? Yeah. These terrorists are idiots. They just want to see you do it. What kind of hostile freak show thing are they running? Why is terrorism involved in this? Why isn't it just the questions? Well, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the parents or the terrorists. It used to be Nazis. Mm -hmm. If Nazis have your parents, what would you do? And it's... To get them back. How far would you go? All right, give me another one. All right, let's go to uh, Bill. Bill, you're in the hideout. Yeah, what up? You ready to play? Uh, yeah. All right. Would you... All right, right, Shafe, you play on this one. You want you got, me to play? Yeah, long way. Okay. All right. All right, Bill. We have uh, either give the uh, terrorist oral or be the woman in their love game. All right. Uh, I'd rather not play this game because you're terrible at this radio thing. <laughs> That's the right answer, I think. Um, I'll play, though. Which one? Why'd he call in and ruin a beautiful game like this? Are the terrorists males? Yes. You'd have to either give them... I'd give them oral before I'd be the woman. Mm-mm. Too much thinking goes involved with the oral. You can just, you know, kind of zone out, go to your happy place if you're uh, doing uh, the other act. I'm batting 500. That'll get me in the terrorist hall of fame. Uh, 800-636-1067. So the point is to do... Well, the path of least resistance. I don't see how any... I, honestly, if I'm given those two choices... Uh, I'm willing to take on and adopt my little brothers. Yeah? And then just roll from there. And say, there you go. You can have my family. Uh, I'll, get, I'll take the inheritance, and I'll just roll. Let's go to White Roach. White Roach, you ready to play the game? Yeah, let's go, guys. Let's do it. All right. Terrorists have your parents. You have to pick one or the other. Would you rather fight a shark in a kiddie pool or a blind three-legged tiger? Hmm. Well, the shark's in the kiddie pool. There's not that much water, so I can probably get around them. I'll take that one. Correct. I would have picked the tiger. Why? What did the tiger ever do? He has a tough enough life. He only has three legs and blind. <laughs> what the You're a jerk. <laughs> what the... That doesn't seem... I don't understand I'm trying to win at this game. I don't know. All right, let's take a break and come back. Nice game, Dubs. You like that? That wasn't terrible. <laughs> not so bad. Uh, We'll come back. Uh, we'll tell you what website uh, Iran has blocked, and also uh, the celebrity who has decided that she now uh, wants to be a mom. I have no problem with this, too. Um, she figures it's time. Uh, I'm ready. 
I've got a new friend. I see that she's doing it, and I think I can handle it as well. Back in a moment. Check out the website, hideoutradio.com. It is the hideout, free FM 106.7 WJFK. Good evening, godless sodomite. The hideout. We will destroy this place. The hideout. Listen to The Hideout. Notice how gracefully it sits over the human hand. Sexy. Notice it has a point at the top. Tell me more. It's just the right shape. Oh, yes. The Atheist's Nightmare. The Hideout. Free FM 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe, the bus driver. I'm J Dibs. What's the- happening in Safey? Chuck Jock. Uh, 800-636-1067-202-432-1067 if you want to hop in at some point during the conversation. Hideoutradio.com. Uh, back after, what, 16 months or so? Left mm-hmm. in, uh, in March of 2005 for Orlando. Now we're back doing a Test week. This radio station represents a turning point in the careers of you two. You know, I'd like to think uh, the three of us. At the same time, later on in the night, I want to talk about testing. Yeah, there's a whole thing about testing that's kind of odd when you're doing radio. You know, when, when you when you only have ten hours to kind of show who you are and still try to uh, do a show, it's really kind of a balancing act that you're doing up here. I'll say this. It's like a first date. Mm -hmm. But in a sense, right now, we're having a first date with an (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. And so... You're like, man, what do we, uh, because we, you know, we got the support of our, uh, our buddies, Don and Mike, and everybody around here, but it's just an odd thing Mm -hmm. to, like, come in. And it's one thing to go in, let's see, I'm gonna get started, and I'm not gonna be able to stop. Might as well. It's one thing to go to, like, a DC 101 and do a music shit. Mm -hmm. Because you walk in there, you talk up a couple of records. Yeah, you kind of lean on the music for the first little bit, you know, get comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, you know, you're able to go from there. But when you come in and you're doing a show like this, where you know it's based on personality, it's based on getting to know the inside jokes, it's based on to get uh, based on uh, getting to know us exactly. And you know, you can try a few different things. You can tell everybody who you are over and over again. You can uh, you know try to show it through the uh, content that you do. But you know it, there are pluses and minuses to both sides of that. Like you can sound cheesy at times, just saying who you are over and over again. But it's uh, kind of necessary. It's like speed dating. Who the hell goes on speed dating and think it's actually going to work? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're sitting down, you have two minutes, and you gotta you gotta portray yourself and everything that you are in two minutes. It only takes two minutes. You think right off the bat, you think you can get a feel for who you are or who you want to date? I think after two minutes, you can decide whether or not you want to see that person again. Like, do you sit there and do you ask, "Hey, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie?" No, you don't be that hack. Why not? I'm not talking about on the radio. What are you going to find out about a chicken uh, with with the color? Yeah. You don't think it says something if you say, all right, let me ask you. You're DVRing only three shows. What do you DVRing? That might help. Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, ECW. Next question. Not a friend. (laughs) I'd like to go ahead and move on. Do I have to sit sit here for the next minute 45? Now, Hefe, we have a a mystery guest on the line. Let's go uh, go to him real quick. All right. This is a, a mystery guest, as they call it in radio. Yeah, man, I got a poem, so you'll know who it is. Okay. 
Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm glad you guys are back. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, I banged Hefe's mom. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on cards and stuff. Uh, vampire? Heckler, man. Heckler. Oh, Come on, man. I'm sorry. Listen, it's been... And this is another thing about doing a test show. Thank you, Heckler, for the phone call. Oh, you son of a bitch. I remember you now. <laughs> God damn you. Everything was about banging his mom. Every call was about... <laughs> and have you seen the beast that is my mother? There's no way. You wouldn't want to. But th that's another thing. You know, you want to take these phone calls from people who have missed us and everything. In this situation, if you're going to a new city, no one knows you, so everybody's calling up either saying, hey, these guys blow, mm -hmm. or hey, good show, good, uh, good, uh, you know, good to hear you guys on the air. And it, there's usually not a whole lot of content there. Right. So you got to kind of balance that out, too. It's just like the first time we came on uh, Monday, the phones were packed with people saying, hey, welcome back, welcome back. But I'm not going to sit here going, hey, thank you. Right. Thank you. It's thank you. It's sort of an odd kind of situation where you got to sit down, you know, and you got to do your thing for, you know, a bunch of people who are listening. And you just, it's just part of the business, you know, mm -hmm. especially when you because when you're a Don and Mike or you're a Junkies or an O&A or a Ron and Fez, you don't have to do that. But when you're still kind of coming up, you know, where we are, even though we've been here at JFK, you know, and we've been at a, another very successful FM talk station, Real Radio, you still got to do I hope this is the last time. Yeah, mm -hmm. but neither one of those shows, nobody in the industry is going to uh, accomplish a whole hell of a lot after just 10 hours. Right. No, I mean, you can leave your impression of bringing the funny and then going from there. That's what you try to do. Speaking of, like, DVR and, you know, dates and stuff like that, Maxim put out their uh, top five worst Christmas movies. And I, mean, I essentially agree with the list. The, the one magic Christmas, mm -hmm. never heard of it. Me neither. Uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, that's good. That's the, pretty the, good. It's the a new classic. edition. Yeah, no, the they, new one. No, yeah. the old one. No, they, but that's the worst one. They, the the list uh, says that's the bad one. This is the new one. The nineteen ninety four version. They say is oh, one okay. Of the, one of the five worst. Uh, the Santa Claus two, <laughs> and the Santa Claus one. Surviving Christmas. Never is that the Ben Affleck one? Yes. Christmas Vacation better not be on this list. That's hold on, I'm, hold on. John, you're in the hideout. Hey, guys, I just want to say it's good to have you guys back. Well, thank you. Oh, it's so good to be back. I we love just it. stroking on the air. It's yeah. great. It's, uh, it's, we could have done this for, what, two hours on Monday. Yeah. And number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Maxim's top five worst Christmas movies. It's a Wonderful Life is the worst. Uh, here's what it says. It's terrible. Yeah, have you ever tried to, look, to sit through it? No. Maybe in this day it was good, but it's terrible now. It's a classic. I, hear I hate you and, your you, you and your respect for history. You gotta respect history. history. Sucks. I've never even seen the movie, but I respect it. Uh, all right, here's my <laughs> thing. Let's say let's do let's play along with the first date scenario that we're talking about. Since we're here doing our test dates here at WJFK and other places, mm -hmm. uh, if you were to say you got two movies, two classic Christmas movies, what are the ones that you have to watch for the season? If the, this is the five worst, what are the two best? Chafee. The, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Huh? Chuck Jock. I like it for Christmas. No, Christmas Story's great. Yeah. Christmas Story is good. And uh, I'd say uh, Christmas Vacation. I love it. All right. So those aren't bad. Mm -mm. Mine, Bad Santa. Bad Santa's mine, oh, too. I'll, all right. I'll replace uh, A Christmas Story with Bad Santa. How about Santa? Chainsaw Massacre? What, it gets bumped down to four now? Oh, that's still number one. <laughs> and uh, there's Bad Santa and Scrooged. Uh, with Bill Murray. To me, that mm. I, I like watching that one even when it's... Scrooge not, is good. Even when it's not Christmas. Um, all right. 
now you saw, let's see, Dick Cheney's daughter pregnant. It's the lesbian one. I, now they are coming out and saying how it happened. I'm thinking artificial, but maybe they did hire a stud to come in. They got a. Uh, we'll see if it comes out uh, uh, a different color, and uh, maybe she mandingoed it for a uh, for a night. Maybe she's not gay. Paris, Doubt it. Paris, You've seen her. Uh, you seen that boy? Yeah, <laughs> president can be like, "What do you mean I hate gays? Yeah. My boy's daughter. I love her." Paris Hilton wants kids, and soon. Uh, she is the uh, celebrity skank that we alluded to earlier. Why? Who has decided, uh, after being out and partying with Britney Spears over the last three weeks, uh, Britney Spears' two little tykes have made her want to reproduce. But You know how many stupid ideas I've gotten when I'm drunk? You know, you, you spend a couple weekends drunk with some bitch with kids, and then you figure maybe it's a good idea for me to do the same thing. Here's the thing, though. It's understandable. You see, hey, Brittany can come out here and still party and live a life, and she's got her little offspring running around. Why can't I do that? Well, it, it could be a good idea. I mean, she would be the perfect mother to teach you how to make something out of completely nothing. Yeah, that's what she's been able to do with her. And career. it would be an easy birth. Why is every young, attractive celebrity female a skank number one secondly she's perfect for kids even if she's a terrible mother she's still got enough money to make sure that kid has everything he needs the kid's gonna come out looking like it has freckles but those aren't freckles what uh right. herp chuck jock uh, come on man it's a hideout free fm 106.7 wjfk i'm happy that is dubs uh, hey that is also shafy right there yeah look how she uh how well she takes care of uh the tanker thing well, Tinkerbell died, didn't he? I think it got stolen. Yeah. Oh, wasn't yeah. it stolen right out of the house along with there's the porno like tapes? Type, there's some kind of ransom for it for a while. That'd be the perfect kid to steal. Um, you want to get paid. Yeah. That is light. Uh, also, too. It'd be light. Yeah. We saw this one yesterday, and we didn't get a chance to get to it. Child arrested for opening Christmas presents early. Why? <laughs> I guess the grandma gets it one of these Nintendo... Louise? Uh, I don't think it was a Wii. I think it was like the Game oh. Boy Advance. Uh. And it was underneath the tree already. Mm-hmm. And the kid like kept shaking it and kept wanting you know, to open it. Yeah. And Grandma's like, don't open it. Don't open it. Wait till Christmas. Don't open it. Well, the kid decides that he's not going to listen to Grams. Uh, goes over, opens it, takes it in his room, playing with it. Grandma notices it's not there. Mm-hmm. Tells Mom. Mom goes in, asks the kid about it. He bold-faced lies. Mm-hmm. It's at that point the mom decides, you know what, this kid's so out of hand, I gotta call the cops on him. <laughs> <laughs> How old's the kid? Uh, the kid is fifteen. Yeah, I believe he's fifteen. All right, screw him. He's old enough to know that you respect Christmas, man. Tradition. He's a teenager. The mom felt that she had uh, reached the end of the rope with the child and no longer knew what to do with him. Um, now, as it turns out, too, the boy, according to the boy's mother. He'd already been caught shoplifting, stealing money from her, and punching a police officer. Oh, God. So she's worried about his safety, and she figured, all right, uh, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Why not call the cops and let them know that, you know, I can't control my kid? (sighs) What town did this happen in? Because this can't happen in any kind of city. No cop in a city would come up and say, hey, all right, this is worth my time. Rock Hill, South Carolina. Okay, it makes sense now. Now I don't know if you remember this, but we have we did this story man a while back. It actually was one of those we did right when we got to Orlando in the mm. hideout version 3.0 down there. Uh, this is a shortened version of it. I'd love at some point to find a longer version. I know we had it in our old files, but we were able to grab this one off the internet. 
it is a mom who also had trouble uh, dealing with her kid, and she calls 911 as well. Hideout download. The 12-year-old is completely out of control, and I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over to shoot her? <laughs> Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. Okay, that's not funny, Mike. I'm sorry. What, I'm going to file a formal complaint. Wow. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, Hold sorry on. doesn't Hold cut on it. I need second. a police officer. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> and the thing that always got me about that bitch, because there's a longer version, you hear her complaining, is that she can't control her kid. But she now has the 911 operator, like, goof on her, and so she immediately asks for a supervisor. Yeah, and now she has someone he, she can control. Yeah, she wants to get him in trouble, but she can't take care of her own home. And it's the same situation with this little kid who's getting arrested for opening up his present. I love the joke. Let's uh, go with it one more time. It's yeah. really Hideout short. download. The 12-year-old is completely out of control, and I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over to shoot her? Yes. <laughs> Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. Okay, that's not funny, Mike. I'm and sorry. What, I'm going to file a formal complaint. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, Hold sorry on. doesn't Hold cut on it. On I need second. a police officer. Hold on. That's awesome. It's bitch mothers like that that you see their kids running around mm -hmm. at Wegmans, uh, <laughs> getting and stepping in front of carts. Uh, throwing things down onto the aisle. Yeah, I've bowled over like three kids at uh, grocery stores just because they're running through like the aisles and everything. And uh, when you should be stopping, looking, making sure no one's coming through, these kids dart out in front of you, and I just bowl them over. Yeah. I feel bad about it at first, but then afterwards, I screw them. This guy's got to deal with real emergencies, though, and then he gets this. Uh, yet, uh, at the same time, you see these moms who will have their kids running around like maniacs at the front of the line. They'll bitch and complain because, you know, the sacker is going too slow. Mm -hmm. How how many times when we were kids did you see either your friend or just a random kid at a Walmart or something getting his ass yeah. whooped? It was great. And you knew, all right, my mom's the same way. I'm not messing up like that. And they would, they would beat your ass for asking for a candy bar, a 50-cent candy bar, and you you get a SWAT. Well, how how did your mom handle it, Dubs? What would she do to you if you ever misbehave in public? Cuff the back of my head. Like you're a cat? Yeah, like just like take her hand, kind of kind of uh, spoon it, and right in the back of the head. All right, so a neck slap, essentially. Yeah. What about you, Shafi? What would your mom do? Mm. Would you ever misbehave? See, I was... Uh, I didn't spend too much time at, at the store with my parents. But even just going out in public or even like at a at a family Christmas party or eh, a friend's gathering? Mostly just threatened. See, that was my mom's thing, too. It was, uh, don't even call your dad. If I have to call your dad, you know what's going to happen. And oh, that threat. Apparently, when I was a kid, and I don't know, you know, I don't remember it. I was at a tech because I was at a Texas Tech University basketball game as a child because my parents were 20 when they had me, breaking every Latin stereotype. <laughs> and uh, that's old. You know they're juniors in college, and uh, be, breaking every. <laughs> bre yeah, <laughs> never mind. Oh, uh, and I'm at this basketball game with my parents, and I want more popcorn. Of course, you of do. Course. <laughs> so what do I do? I, I asked for more popcorn, and they say no. You're like Cartman. Right. So what I decide, because I'm not getting any more popcorn, to run out and start throwing a tantrum 
in like the hall, you know, the hallway that leads you out, like you're back in the concourse and you'll walk out and there you have the basketball, yeah. you know, the seating mm-hmm. and everything. Well, the walls there, the little hallway was made of concrete. Well, I wanted popcorn so bad, I'm banging my head against the cement wall. Fat kids, man. Like causing a scene <laughs> at like two or three. That explains the shape of that melon. <laughs> it's why all the fat collects in the back. So what does my dad do? He goes, he looks at my mom and he goes, let's go. We're leaving. Really? Takes me home. And from what I understand, beat the hell out oh, of me. Oh, come on. You don't remember it? With a belt. And I, you don't remember it? I could have blocked it out. Now, let me say this. Mm-hmm. The only other time I ever remember my dad hitting me was in the sixth grade when I told my uncle he sucked. And that was the last spanking I ever got. He was cheating at Wolf Boy. He deserved it. <laughs> but I always had this innate fear of my father, and I think that's where it came from. I think it was that initial ass whooping at the age of two because I won a popcorn at a Texas Tech basketball game that instilled a fear that made me behave as a child. Were you ever beat up by an adult that wasn't your parents? <laughs> you know, uh, my dad would occasionally give permission just to, like, uncles and stuff like that. Uh I had a uh, like a uh, uncle, a much older uncle. I don't even know if he was an actual uncle. He, he was one of those people you just uh, was always around, and the parents always said, "Yeah, he's he's your uncle." Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of your uh, mom's boyfriends. I was uh, playing video games with his kid, and he got pissed, you know, and decided to go turn off the video game. So I got pissed, and I chucked him across the room. He did. His dad comes up. Chokes me and throws me against the wall. Nice. I'm about seven years old, and I I thought I broke my back at first. And my parents just looked at and shrugged. A total hillbilly thing right there. Mm-hmm. Every anybody that comes over, anybody you know, is your uncle. Yeah, it's the hideout. Uh, it's the hideout. Uh, Free FM 106.7 WJFK. So I say all this, saying, you know, at the age of two, I'm getting my ass beaten, and there and therein lies the fear of some sort of an authority figure. The mom and the grandma don't control the kid. He's beating up police officers. He's stealing money. He's opening his presents too early. That's the final straw to call the <laughs> cops. And then, of course, once again, you have this bitch who can't control her home. And so, you know, not calling a dad. I don't know if there's not a dad around or an uncle that's around that can uh, that can help out. No, instead, she's got to go, and she's got to end up calling 911 to make sure that... Uh, you know, someone can take care of her problem. You know, a 15-year-old can be a, a pain in the ass, though. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Well, he She's re- a mother. We have no... He probably is twice her size, and he's not doing anything she says. It's the last... Hideout call. download. The 12-year-old is completely out of control, and I, I can't... I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over to shoot her? Yes. Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. Okay, that's not funny, Mike. I'm sorry. What, I'm going to file a formal complaint. No, I'm sorry. It I is apologize. funny. Well, hold sorry on. doesn't hold cut on it. I need second. a police officer. Hold on. It's so funny. Yeah, though. it's uh, it's epic. We'll take a break. Come back. You're in the hideout. We got a lot still to get to in hour two. Again, uh, get in as you can. We are live. We still got the Iran blocking the certain website. What MySpace is trying to do to uh, curb sex offenders. Why men cheat? And uh, whatever you want to get in. An hour two. Day three of the hideout, Free FM 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here? Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. On Free FM, the hideout.
the hideout. With our hustle. Did you send him a friend request? I don't want to be his friend. I want to shoot him in the face. Yeah, I'm going to get nice and drunk, play some video games until my eyes bleed. And shake What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. For a hideout. On Free FM. Wherever we go, this song follows. Mm-hmm. Love it. Back in the hideout, Free FM 106.7 WJFK. Hideoutradio.com. It's hour two. Date three. Mm-hmm. Here in the hideout, I am El Jafe. J Dubs is me. I'm Shafee. Is this rancid? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Dubs, uh, always. have a man crush for him. Yeah, you always have, really? to have this one going. Hey, uh, pretty excited about this. Uh, we are. Did a little interview, local paper. It's not the Post or the Times, <laughs> but nonetheless, it's got a pretty nice little distribution throughout Northern Virginia. The uh, False Church News Press, fcnp.com. You can go to. Uh, there's also going to be a link up on hideoutheretics.net, hideoutradio.com, uh, and it's uh, just a little story, I guess, about. I read it and I'm depressed. Why? The trials and tribulations <laughs> of being in radio. I, the I'll, journeyman of radio. God, who's a great journeyman from like baseball? Or we're like the John Barry of radio. <laughs> Eleven different teams and you know ten different years. Vinny Testaverde. But uh, it's. Pre- I want to read it to you though. It's uh, it's kind of cool and it gives you a little insight. Cause I know a lot of people here in the in town, especially with the kind of radio that's done with the junkies and Don and Mike and O and A. You get a lot of the backstory and the stuff that you know goes on behind the scenes, and this article is very good about that. It kind of sums up the last what three, four years mm-hmm. in one page, so that's kind of cool. Sad too. Uh, well, at the same time, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, definitely, one of the cool things or interesting things, just since the last time we were in D.C. sixteen, seventeen months ago, is the progression of technology. Yeah. Remember when we like. Essentially, the last time we broadcasted out of this studio, uh, goofing on each other for having the nerdy thing called a MySpace page. Yeah, now it's just commonplace. I remember, uh, I think I got my MySpace page up after talking to you guys. I, I had a conversation with Bob. I was ripping you. He was, he goes, and I, I was also like, hey, uh, rip Hefe about it. He goes nuts. Yeah, he goes, he's, he's into this MySpace thing. It's all he does. He goes on there every day. I go, what the hell is that? And he starts saying, he's like, these weird people get on. They just start <laughs> sending each other comments and messages and stuff. I'm like, what a freak. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like 1994 and Prodigy. You know what I yeah. mean? Where you're chatting online and meeting people from all across the nation and just 17 months ago, go people were like you know what is it? i remember at the time we spoke to dane cook and the main thing i wanted to ask him about was i hate I'm, him yeah well you know you got a myspace so it can't be all that bad is it and he was one of the like that's essentially how he's made his living you know getting out there with yeah, that he, college he, scene and having uh, you know three million friends just you know in this online network yeah he, he's one of those people who just find all the different internet ways of uh, promoting yourself and it's worked out for him Oh, do you see that? Sucks though. He's not funny unless you're like 18. Maybe I don't know. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. You it's niche. You hit. Yeah, eight, I hate that style of comedy. 18 to 23, you're selling out college campuses. You're banging hot. You know, hot sorority. Chick. Bring back dice. <laughs> I think he's Stop trying it. to come back. I got my tongue up to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, MySpace, oh. they're trying to block sex offenders. That's the new thing, too, 
where every um, like Dateline to oh, catch a predator like, looks like MySpace days are over for me. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're gonna they're gonna have a database, and they're actually gonna go off the physical descriptions and also to use uh, like a identifier where maybe your photo will match up with some photo that's online, and they'll realize right dubs. Uh, child, Walmart bathroom, huh? Orlando. Uh, get him off the. Get him <laughs> off of MySpace. It's about damn time, though. Well, here's the thing. Jeez. Uh, kid touchers have been around since the history of time. And do kid touchers actually like make real MySpaces, or do they make kind of fake ones and uh, schmooze these uh, kids? Because here, the only thing you ever heard about MySpace, especially if you were a parent, is it's evil and it's where your kids are going to go to get touched. But it's not true mm. because before that. There are parks. There were. It just happens to be a new outlet uh, or a new opportunity for these guys. But it's not anything that's different from Yahoo chat rooms or anything it's else. It's not going to stop them by getting rid of MySpace. They'll go back the old-fashioned way, that, the way the pioneers did it. I tell you what, they need to filter out those damn Canyon cars, those damn angled restroom self-portraits. Those. That's what MySpace <laughs> needs to filter out. Do you think they go on there intentionally? Uh, looking to do that find some kids or yes it just sort of happens no that's their uh, story at least yeah if you're a uh if you're into that and you're getting busted by chris hansen uh you're going on there specifically to sign up as a 17 year old or a 23 year old when you're a 44 year old so you never got on the internet and came across something that maybe you wouldn't be interested in but all of a sudden here i am looking at this whatever it is what would that be have has happened to you well, yeah, of course. What kind of odd stuff have you found yourself interested in? Maybe some type of uh, adult material that I'm not really looking for. But you're into it anyway. I'm not into it. I just come across it and I'm like, eh. Not bad? And then no. you, 45 minutes later you say, what am I looking at? <laughs> Close out. After you're all done? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've had that uh, that reflection before of, well, what did I just do? You come across I'm ashamed it on, of myself. You come across it on accident, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iran is blocking access to YouTube. Uh, they say um, tech. part of the reason they're giving is copyright. But also, on the basis of Islamic Republic of Iran laws, access to this website is not authorized. Mainly because, I guess, of uh, uh, opposition to the government. You know, it's kind of a free speech thing. There's some porn, I guess, maybe you can find on there, too. They're going to miss a whole world of stuff. Mm -hmm. A whole world of greatness, which is YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, Asians lip syncing. (laughs) Which I enjoy immensely. I sit there and watch it for hours. I can watch an Asian uh, lip sync for like just the worst songs in the world, and they aren't even on cue. And I'll watch it for hours. Ironically, uh, Asians and adult material, those are the ones you close out after 45 minutes. Yeah, and glass tables. Tubgirl.com over 18. Uh, Robot Fight Clubs, the Iranians are going to miss out on. Robot Fight Club is the greatest thing ever. Tell me about it. It's all these kids that get like kind of dressed up in like boxes, but they kind of make it look like robots, and they beat the hell out of each other. Are they uh, getting hurt or are they protected? Uh, Well, they're kind of protected by the uh, just the cardboard but they break their heads open okay. it's great i'll have to check that out you're in the hideout free fm uh 106.7 wjfk hideoutradio.com learn backstories you know what i watched the other day two different videos one joey lawrence's uh music video yeah Whoa. yeah uh and what's the other one you posted on my uh myspace i posted the uh john stamos <laughs> yeah jesse and the rippers yeah from full house i denied it you forever, put that on mine too forever 
Uh, they're also, We're all right. Iran's going to miss out on those nice emo blogs. I, what is it? I feel so happy loving you. Uh, uh, King of YouTube, find me uh, Ray Pruitt with one T, because that's all my mama could afford from 90210. <laughs> what was that song you had? <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh, speaking of technology, really quickly. How do you talk to Oh, that's, uh, that's the heights. All right. I well, the other guy. That. Hold on one second. Oh, you got it right now? Yeah, I think I do. Well, there's John in his CD collection. That, I don't know if that's a song I'm thinking of. That's part of the road trip must-have CD. He like, was, when you put together a mixtape whenever you're going to go on a road trip like we did from Orlando up here to D.C., Dubs and myself, uh, Shafe, you always have to put in, you know, certain 80 songs. And those 80 songs uh, help pass the time. This one's not an 80s song. What's your explanation? Uh, it's a 90s song. It's yeah. The Heights. It's from the spinoff of 90210. But is that the Ray Pruitt guy, though? He was I banging so. Donna for a while, and he was like the perfect guy. Then he got real aggressive and beat her ass. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, this is it. Of course I have this. What, you think I'm an animal? Am I walking around with the Heights in my pocket? I got to hear his voice. I hear a voice. In my mind. Oh, Don't ruin it. I know her face by heart. Right, I've heard enough. Ruin right. it. Ruin it. <laughs> Heaven and earth are moving in my soul. She had the soul part in the wrong place. I don't know where to start. Tell me, tell me the ways to define the way I feel about. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> you get dubs going on any of these old school songs, and he's just got... like trying to catch a falling star. This is like uh, Lips of an Angel <laughs> from Hinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ripped him off. Just recycled. And he can't get out of it. Mm-mm. All right, stop it already. <laughs> Hit the set. Wait a second. This is the same guy that complained last night or the night before, I don't know, that I was walking around the uh, hotel room naked. Yeah, you know Jordan Catalano. You're freaking me out, man. Come on. I don't know if you've you've been with Dubs for a while, but this is... This is my my thing. Yeah, your thing thing is history, you know, like pre-80s and having respect for tradition. His thing's being a homo. (laughs) Yes, bizag. (laughs) Anywhere between 84 and 96, especially. The hideout. Get another one on, man. This one. All right, I heard enough. Free FM. What was the great song? WJFK, Hefe, Dubs, and Shafee. Um, oh, speaking of websites, really quickly while we're on it. MySpace.com slash Shafee. Uh-huh. Uh, there's actually a link on hideoutradio.com. But I saw there's a thing called MurderAuction.com. Nice. And a, I guess a guy who killed his neighbor and hung him and... He's serving 130 years out in Wyoming, I suppose. He's sending all his memorabilia to some lady in Utah who is then selling it off on MurderAuction.com. And I go to MurderAuction.com, they have all sorts of stuff. What kind of memorabilia? You buy it, though? That guy's not even famous. No, he's not, but some of his stuff is actually going for like $300. Marilyn Manson, Trent Reznor, Jonathan Davis from Corn. He's got like a bunch of uh, John Gacy paintings and stuff. They pay big bucks for that stuff, but only if they're famous. Didn't you? Don't you have something you could sell on there? 
I got a. I, I write Charles Manson. He responded. How many once. times? I only wrote him uh, once. What? You, all right, what like three what, and a half pages. All right. What did you write? I to poured him? my heart out to him. <laughs> what, what did you write back? I was just looking for a pen pal. <laughs> I asked him all these questions about what he thought about this and what he thought current about events. that. Yeah, current events, things. The going war on in Iraq. Well, because he's got uh, some pretty strong opinions about uh, the 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 earth and people and stuff like that. I was just curious and asking him about himself too. Mm-hmm. And I got a response. All right, what do you say? She bop a doo-wop, she's my baby. That's it. One sentence. Signed, Charlie. Uh, Who wants to buy it? Murderauction.com. I'll put it up. All right, right now, I'm looking at some of the... Yeah, there are a few handwritten notes that are going for $275, $300. For what? Uh, David Berkowitz, 1987 handwritten letter. Son of Sam. Two, uh, $299. It's, it's up for. Nah, he's still alive. I'd give him, uh, 50 bucks for it. I think part of the problem is, alright, like, look at all these. There's no bids. Absolutely no bids on any of this stuff. But you're a collector. You're a big fan of serial killers. Yeah, I've got a ton of stuff. You also had, too, uh, Theory on OJ. Yeah, I do. I'm pissed off, by the way. Last week it would have been on that show if I did it and the mm-hmm. book coming out. Mm hmm. And I didn't, I, w- I would have watched it. Would you have? Oh, I mean, out of pure curiosity, yeah, of course. Uh, just for the the audio factor and one of those things that it's in pop culture. A lot of people say they wouldn't have watched it, but they're liars. That probably would have been the uh, highest rated program of the year. Super Bowl. I, I started thinking he came out. He he had the book done. If I did it, and they pulled it, of course. But I started thinking this guy was acquitted in a criminal court, at least. Mm-hmm. If he can write a book, if I did it. What's stopping me? Or you? Or anybody? Alright, so Shafe, your thing is you could have written a book if I did it. Why can't I? I don't even need to write the book. I can just tell you if I did it, if what I would have done, because that's what it was. If he did it hypothetically how he would have done it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I could tell you, I don't know. How would you do it? I know how I'd do it. Number one, as much as you want to grab a knife and cut those hogs up on their doorstep, you're outside, man. You're getting blood everywhere, witnesses, cars driving by. It's too messy. You're going to get caught. The key is to avoid being labeled a murderer the rest of your life, whether or not you're uh, convicted. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you get a gun, easy to find. You creep up on them inside the house. You get them in the house. Now the doors are shut. Nobody's going to hear or see anything. First thing you do, they're probably getting a little scared. You got a gun. Say, relax. Just going to have a little good time here. You start pouring shots. Vodka, whiskey, tequila, whatever. Something to get them drunk. Make them do about six or seven shots in a row. Then you say, all right, take your clothes off. They take their clothes off. They're feeling a little loose by this point. They just down six shots in five seconds. Of course, they'll go for it now. It sounds like a Tarantino movie. It's oh. a it's a rich neighborhood. I assume there's a, a hot tub or at least a very spacious bathtub or something. You tell them to get in. Now they're in the hot tub. You say, hey, make love. <laughs> make love. So they're drunk and they're naked. Why not? And you got fa- gun. They're both fairly attractive. And you got a gun. And then they kind of start going at it, and the the radio that just so happens to be plugged into the wall right next to the hot tub and sitting on the ledge of the tub accidentally falls in. You take off. You come back the next day. You want to check on your ex-wife. Oh, my God, look what I found. 911, you're a hero. 
You're not a murderer. Nobody would question it. They do an autopsy. The cops check it out. This guy's went out. with these. He met this chick. They came back. They had some drinks. They got in the hot tub. They got it on because we can tell by the autopsy. Accidents happen. And OJ can golf. People would be feeling sorry for him. They'd be sending him money. All right, so that's the that's way. That's how I would have done it. How do you do? What do you sit around in your apartment <laughs> smoking dope, thinking this is how I'm gonna do it? I sit around my apartment smoking dope, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> thinking about that. But that's how I would have done it, well, one way, anyways. That's how you get away with it. We'll take a break. Come You're back. Cutting people up on the porch where everybody can see, leaving blood, fingerprints, everything. That's careless. That's reckless. We'll uh, read you that article and uh, a lot more to finish up strong. It's the hideout. Date three, hour two, free FM 106.7 WJFK. You're in the hideout on free FM. I hear there's rumors on the uh, internet. You want to learn more? Hideoutradios.com. The hideout. Day three, hour two, wrapping it up, taking it to the top to love line. I am El Jefe. Jacob's me. And I am Shafee. Shock Jock. Yes, Shafee. I El Jefe drive the bus, dubs the funny man. Shafee the Shock Jock. Damn right. As you can hear about uh, the way that he would have killed Nicole Brown. Why is that shocking, man? That's how you get off. And, uh, and Ron Goldman. And not go to prison. It's so funny that you, like, had that scenario. Because I remember here at JFK, way back when we were on the old Saturday night show, you called in with a game that we played, and we called it Serial Killer Saturday Night. Mm -hmm. And we talked about what would be your angle if you were a serial killer. Yeah. And mine was going to be that kind of a scenario where, you know, people would end up dying in their showers with whatever, you know, happened to fall in. Now, I, somebody called up during the break. They didn't, uh, they didn't hang on, but they were saying that that doesn't work anymore. It's, what doesn't work? Uh, being shocked, they said Mythbusters disproved it. The guy they didn't watch that Elf episode? What? They, they had a whole thing where a toaster fell in the tub, and uh, then they then Elf had to come out at the end and say, hey, don't try this at home. That doesn't happen anymore? Would they find a way to... No, no, no. The guy didn't watch the whole episode. The Mythbusters, they got their math wrong in the beginning. They redid their math. And it's certainly, you could certainly die. <laughs> what kind of math needs to be done? I had something off with Kellyanne. Remember France. the old Ozzy Osbourne video where the, uh, he's backing the chick uh, into the pool and he's got the TV? But that wasn't even plugged in. So, uh, but my MO was going to be, I would do that. But the, you always have someone you're stalking. Like when we were down in Florida, in Daytona, and I think they haven't even found the person No, yet. not yet. There's a serial killer on the loose. Island killing Warnos. Uh, killing prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just up and down Daytona Beach. It was kind of a big deal. People were talking they about it. They call their... him the ice truck killer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so you have to have an MO. Some people target bro- prostitutes. Other people target young men like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, whatever. You're more of an expert on this shape you know, than they I say am. There are uh, a minimum of 100 up to potentially three or four or five hundred serial killers in the country on the Active. loose. Active. At any time, yeah. There could be a hundred of them out there right now, maybe more. 
And uh, that's why Dexter is such a great show yeah. on Showtime. It is right now. Uh, there, there's two of them in the same city mm-hmm. over there. You can never say all with any serial killers because they're each unique, but uh, most of them tend to target a specific kind of victim. Who would you go after? Program director. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> My idea. Oh, great. We're trying to get a job. Well, it's ironic. My <laughs> idea at the time was to target every program director that didn't give us a job. <laughs> So there are about three or four out there. I'd also like to uh, target every program director who did give me a job. <laughs> and made you come in for uh, four hours uh, and spin tunes well, for six not, hours. Not only that, but after you work with them for a while, you want to kill them. Uh, it's a hideout free FM 106.7 WJFK, but that was back when we were here on uh, late night Saturday nights. Encourage you to go to hideoutradio.com. You can listen to audio, watch YouTube videos on... Um, uh, on the website as well, just from stuff when we were down in Orlando where we were before. Before that, we were here at JFK following Ron and Fez. Late nights from 11 to 1. Saturday nights also as well. Proud to say, too, we were the first radio show to have uh, the cajones to put on Mr. DCRTV.com, Dave Hughes. Yes. On the air. And, uh, and actually let him do a whole bunch of jokes about Michael Hughes, the uh, which wasn't the general smart. manager. I don't think that's a good first impression. No, not at all. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> that's what we thought we had uh, job security. Which, ironically enough, segues me, J Dubs, mm-hmm. into this article that you're going to be able to find out. It hits newsstands everywhere, but right now you can find it on fcnp.com, the False Church News Press. Um, I'd say right now, rivaling the Post uh, <laughs> in circulation. Of course. Everybody least, reads this. Or at least web hits. But it's uh, it's by Mike Hume. Give me a little music. To, you know, get you a little uh, background on the show here. And you can find this also on hideoutheretics.net. How do you talk to an angel? Press Pass, The Hideout by Mike Hume. It's just the process. So says radio personality El Jefe, real name Dro, mm-hmm. of his tumultuous stint in the business. Never mind that turbulence has forced him and his co-host, J-Dubs, and... Shafee went ahead and threw you in here. Oh, good. Because we Thank worked you. with you before. Thank you, church paper. <laughs> False church. It's not an actual church. It's a town. Whatever. <laughs> to relocate markets twice in the past two years and now find themselves back in the district. The three hosts of the hideout who got their start in D.C. on 106.7 WJFK FM in the spring of 2003 are shopping their show this week back on WJFK after a less than two-year stint in Orlando at Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> the test shows... Aired 8 to 10, listening right now, wrap-up Friday, and only Miss Cleo knows what happens from there. But regardless of the uncertain future, the uh, tribulations of the present, the gang drove through the night on Saturday to get to D.C. by Sunday afternoon. El Jefe is sticking with it. That's just the way it is. Now, here's a quote by me. All right. I'm going to try to do my best impression of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got some food? <laughs> we tested my the sweet ass. My dad doesn't love me. Uh, Stupid toothless dog. We tested the show. Nice Batman shirt, fat ass. <laughs> for the very first time, the same day the United States went to war with Iraq. And actually, it's been going about the same way. A lot of ups and downs, but we're staying the course. That's true. We're doing that little live to tape. Mm-hmm. Before going on the air, but way back when... We did a show off the air and taped an hour of it. In the studio. That's so hard to do, too. Yeah, and it was the night that we uh, attacked Iraq. Cameron Gray at the time was running the board for Ron and Fez, I think. They were all excited about putting on CNN News uh, to carry the feed because Mm -hmm. they were going in to democratize. 
I genuinely don't know what's gone better. Careers or uh, the quagmire? <laughs> I, mean, I hope this war keeps on going because I think that's the only reason we have a job. Fair enough. And Let's get the draft in place. Come on. Uh, Let's do some things here. You're in the hideout. Free FM 106.7 WJ. Stay the course. Yeah, that's what we're doing. When the 2004, I think it was 2005, but uh, when the format changed, the WHFS sent popular talk shows like Loveline and the Junkies back to JFK, the hideout found itself shuffled back to weekends. Aww, poor us. The gang's desire for a 7-Eleven time slot sent them down to 104.1 in Orlando before a host of budget cuts by Clear Channel this year put them on the chopping block. Absolutely, El Jefe says. I'd like some job security, but at the same time, it's entertainment. Look at NBC Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Great product, but because of all the big salaries, the network isn't sure whether or not it's worth it. Man, great. We're a hit How show does that now. compare to this? <laughs> All the big, big salaries. salaries. Great uh, show. He goes into a little bit about how I uh, <laughs> went to Texas Tech and we, Dubs, uh, Shafee, who's here, we all met together out in Michigan. Also talking about a little bit what we uh, do on the show, uh, potential material we find on things like the Drudge Report, Fark.com, Madville.com, AllAccess.com. Uh, Hefe says, we look for stories that we can get the most jokes out of. We generally stay away from politics. A lot and of ha-has. Uh, yuck-yucks. Giggle, and giggle. We don't do much TNA because it's been so played out. Instead, we try to model the humor after, uh, like, The Office, The and, Daily uh, Show. two-thirds of the show is homosexual. And the Colbert Report. Glad to hear you uh, finally got out here. Hey, no problem. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So they say, for example, no one would want to miss an interview in Orlando, Saved by the Bell's Dustin Diamond, who slurringly called into the show. <laughs> nice. Uh, to promote his upcoming comedy gig there. Eventually, he, along with his representation of a quote-unquote pop star, launched into a profanity-laced tirade in response to uh, an Orlando-based comedian saying he was stealing shows from less-renowned acts who needed the money more. Uh, he, We had to dump out of him four times. He cursed four times, got pissed off, and threatened to drop all of his improv dates across the country. We were talking to agents and lawyers all night long after that show. Really? Uh, yeah. Do, that was a nightmare. Because, Over Dustin Damn Diamond. Yeah, well, there was a local guy who did a podcast, and we played it for Dustin Diamond saying, hey, here's what local comedians think of you. He didn't want to talk about Saved by the Bell. And we never brought it up to him either. So he brings it up first. And then he starts getting pissed off because we play this podcast of a guy ripping him. If you go to the webpage, hideoutradio.com, there's a little YouTube put together that our buddy Demand did. And I think it even still has the curse words. I think it was mm. the pre-dump feed that you got. Um, and then it goes on to say you can find it on there. <clears throat> As for the show's future, time will tell. I'm getting an article out of the Falls Church News Press. Um... After the test runs up, uh, wraps up on Friday, it could be months before all the proper executives make a decision on the hideout's future. Hopefully, after Friday, Hefe says, the bidding starts. <laughs> the big bidding war for the hideout. <laughs> if not, we, <laughs> if not, we move. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. What the hell's wrong with you? Fifty cents. Fifty cents. Do I hear seventy? Hopefully after Friday, the bidding war starts. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, if not, we move on to the next target. 
Uh, but right after this week, it's basically hurry up and wait. What's the next target? So goes the process. Arby's. Oh, cool. And a bar for tonight. <laughs> I, I move one step at a time. All I got to say, after today's uh, meeting, I'm a lot happier. I have uh, a feeling. What meeting? I know we visit with friends. You're right. Friends uh, amongst ourselves and, mm-hmm. uh, at Starbucks. So anyway, there's a little write-up. And for those of you wondering a little bit about the show's history in the past and where we're coming from and uh, where we're going, you can find that again. Uh, the Falls Church News Press hitting stands everywhere. <laughs> Pay for it? Not sure. I don't know if it's a free uh, thing or what. I'm just going to say it's like $5, but it's well worth the investment. If you want to bring it up the rest of the week, we'll uh, we'll sign it for you. 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. All right. Now, one of the things that we're kind of known for, at mm-hmm. least, you know, if anyone has followed the show, uh, somewhat occasionally being a shock jock, we mark our uh, mock our buddy Shafee for being that. Because, you know, once he be, is able to get into the flow comfortably here on the show, and as you heard with him talking about how he would kill uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Yeah, that's shocking. You see that he has a little bit of that in him. One of the things we all got fired for together mm-hmm. was out in Michigan, J-Dub's prank called a gay crisis hotline. It wasn't a gay crisis hotline. I'm sorry, it was just a rape crisis hotline. Yes. <laughs> I have a soul. Don't I? Uh, it was one of those like kind of hacky bits where you have a soundboard. Mm-hmm. And I, well, here's the thing: it was, the bit wasn't going well at all. So who would not hang up on you? A rape crisis hotline won't hang up. So I thought. Thirty seconds in, click. They hang up, and I guess they have caller ID. This is something that they they ha- say they don't. Yeah, but this is something apparently they... Well, they must have heard it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was way back when, though. That was before we knew all the rules about permission going on the air. No, I that, knew. All that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. So then I see this. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris has held a fundraiser. By the way, Doogie Howser, for those of you who maybe don't know mm-hmm. the name, recently came out. And he held a, uh, a fundraiser for a gay suicide hotline. And I was thinking, all right, first of all, there's just a normal crisis crisis hotline, you know, suicide hotline. Yeah. Then there is a rape crisis hotline. There's a, there, But there are all sorts of hotlines. I didn't realize. Kind of niche. Yeah. I didn't realize that it, it had become specialized, these hotlines, all the way down now to a sexual orientation. I don't know if soon they're going to... What's the point of this? The people calling are going to hell anyways. <laughs> they are not. Chuck Jock. <laughs> and there it lies. The Chuck Jockiness uh, of Shafee. Right. So <laughs> I was surprised to find, though, that there are these specialized suicide hotlines. I wish there was ones like for fat chicks. Just Ugh. regular fat chicks. Telling them what they had to live for? Mm-hmm. Like? Uh, Looney Tunes shirts. <laughs> Stretch pants. Yeah. Dollar menus. <laughs> All there for you. Make sure you live for that. Good for you. I do wonder, though, how they would specialize a hotline for a given niche in society. You know? Well, like, what exactly the uh, the gay hotline would say as opposed I, I, I'm to... I'm sure they, they're gay themselves, and they try to talk you into uh, sticking around because they are gay and happy, and, and you can't be, too. And they've been through it before. Yeah. So, what, like, let's say there was an emo uh, suicide hotline. What would they say for that? Like, what would you have to live for? Hoodies. Something to cry into? Yeah. Mascara. My, MySpace profile. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. How about retards? And what's the number that you would have? 
just uh, just any like combination of just mash yeah, down on the whenever key. You, whenever all buttons are pressed at the same time, it goes right to that. Because you know, <laughs> we know there's something going on that he's not happy about. Keep your dog away, though, because you never know what could end up happening. So mm-hmm. what do they do there? What do you live for at that point? If they're Fireworks. Just, Fourth of July every year. Just like land. Caramel. <laughs> Gummy bears. Just like land of the dead. Mm. The hideout. Definitely. <laughs> you too can have a radio show. Just keep on living. Absolutely. Uh, you got to be retarded to listen to this crap. Uh, Sorority girls, maybe? Handies. Have them. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's all they have to live for. What do they have to live for? Handies. <laughs> that nice MRS They're degree. They're better for much more than that. Really? It's, it's the Hideout Free FM 106.7 WJFK 800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Hideoutradio.com. Uh, we're gonna go back and listen to... Uh, to previous audio and uh, get to know the show a little bit. There's names and no section. It's more of a blueprint for the hideout than anything else. Andes are more for like Girl Scouts, not <laughs> sorority girls. <laughs> big Chuck Jock. Listen to you. All right, now, at first you're Andes, like, come on, man. I don't like the label. <laughs> I got a handy. And now all of a sudden he's running with it. <laughs> um, oh, what's the point of that? Really quickly, did you see what? Is, what is better that? myself? Daniel Craig. Is he the new Bond? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig is uh, the latest James Bond, the new guy. The kind of... Uh, he's blonde. Androgynous kind of... Yeah, he's a blonde guy. There was one movie in particular that I saw him in, and I can't remember what it was, but it was very, very good. It started with an ass. i got to look and see. I was I was pleasantly surprised uh, by, by how well it uh, was made. But he's the new Bond, and he came out and he said that you should end up having... Um, the next James Bond movie, have him be gay or at least, like, bi-curious. Have a gay uh, sex scene or something? Um, excuse me, we already have Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mike, Mike, you're in the hideout. Hey, good idea for, uh, rape, or, I'm sorry, uh, for uh, Christ's hotline. Yeah? Yeah, hotline for people who have banged Hefe's mom. <laughs> Thank you, Heckler. Heckler. Nice callback. But the, the phone lines would be flooded. They'd crash immediately. <laughs> already. Like her on the front of a plane. <laughs> what? <laughs> Move uh, her to the middle. Uh, Weight distribution. Yeah, he's begging for a full nude gay scene in the Bond follow-up oh. Casino Royale. I've never seen a James Bond movie. No? In my entire life. No, no interest. He says, why not in this day and age fans would accept it? You think so? My dad's a huge Bond fan, and I know he would not be a big fan of uh, gay Bond. Um, your dad also drops the N-bomb a lot, Of though. course he does. So, And you never find the combination of people who use that word but are also a fan of, like, equal rights for homosexuality. Do you think that Bond is, like, could he be bi-curious? Or, or are there, like, other possibly, like, uh, action he stars? All, he gets all the chicks, doesn't he? Here's the thing. I've never seen the movie. I just know he's always got a chick. But as a spy, a lot of times you got to do things, whatever it takes to get the information. It's not always hot chicks. You don't have to do everything. Oh, that's like uh, uh, Team America. Right. Yeah. Also, a I documentary. Always, I always thought John McClane from the Die Hard movies was gay by the third one. The first couple, yeah, he was straight. Third one, when he was uh, drinking too much and couldn't uh, be with his wife anymore, just stopped calling her. I think he got caught into some big gay whirlwind. Neo. Neo's one of those oh, yeah. that easily, uh, you look at him. The girl, what's her name? The uh, Trinity kind of looked like a dude already with the short haircut. You could see that possibly happening. Uh, so uh, I don't know if this is something that would take off. Because you would like to think of today's age, if you're not Shafee. 
that you're open and you're willing to accept various lifestyles. Oh, stop it, man. <laughs> I'm open to it. It's just I'm not. I don't want to watch James Bond. So if they want to fizzag it up, go right ahead. Uh, Bobo says, "How about James Bondage?" And that's what they'll call the next <laughs> movie. There you go. James Bondage, Brown Eye. <laughs> 007 brown eye. Nice. Stinky finger. Yeah. So the gold. Octa. Uh. So Octa, every, uh. every every movie's got to be uh, a little bit gay nowadays, then, huh? Why not? No, What's wrong with that? Why, though? Who said that? Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> no, Neil Patrick Harris created the suicide hotline. Yeah, but who the hell said, who said the start? James Bond said the next one should be gay? Hey, should, there should be a gay sex scene. Is he gay? He doesn't say well, what, he is. Well, what's his explanation? Here's what it is. He says, why not in this day and age, fans would accept it? Well, who cares if they'd accept it or not? What's the, why does he need it so bad? Why? That's a good question. I mean, I'm just I'm wondering, honest. like, why do you just throw that out of thin air? Hey, the next James Bond should have a gay love. Why? Tell me why. I'm not opposed to it. Why? I think if you had a cool character, quote unquote, a ladies man, someone that a lot of people thought was cool, like a James Bond, and he was bi, and he didn't think it was a homophobic thing to do to get some secrets to go lay down with a man, then we wouldn't need the gay suicide hotline. Exactly. Nick, you're in the hideout. Let's call the gay suicide hotline. Nick, you there? Tomorrow. Lost you, Nick. Yeah, he punched out. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that people would catch on to this. No, I don't either. And it's not like I'm against it in any movie. I'm just one. All I want is an explanation from the dude. How do? Why do you just bring that up out of nowhere? You know, we need a gay love scene on this radio show. Why? Tell me why. Maybe All right, we'll go do to it. it. Well, tell me why. Maybe we'll do it. Because I'm here. And coming up tomorrow. Uh, so there it is. There's another night in the hideout. Date three. Uh, J-Dubs, want to remind people, back tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Coming up next, Loveline. Also, too, if you have the opportunity, check out the uh, False Church News Press and uh, read the backstory on the show. It's also posted on hideoutheretics.net, and I'm sure it's up on the website, fullblownaids.com. Another couple of the fan boards you can find linked up in uh, the Heretic Crawl Space on hideoutradio.com. Uh, Loveline takes over next. Yeah. Got Junkies in the Morning, O&A after that, Bill O'Reilly, Papa Bear O'Reilly, Don and Mike, Pingelette, Hideout, back at 8 o'clock tomorrow. With El Jefe, J-Dubs, and Shafee. Ooh. Shock Jock. Hideout.com. <laughs> uh, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 
kick him to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes, I be smacking my hoes, I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.